We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is October 14th. It's 2019. And we're going to talk about the two showdown slates, baseball and Monday Night Football. Kind of review some lineups over there on Fantasy Draft. And um, it's going to be a shorter podcast today. Not a ton going on in the industry. So uh, we'll probably talk some hockey on Tuesday's podcast. Um, have a, and an NBA preview show scheduled this week as well so i'm just gonna kind of touch on the basics of what you know we like to look at for nba and some key moves and stuff like that so we'll have some fun with that and you know the football podcast and stuff so if you guys haven't already make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com sign up through the roto grinders links that way you get three months of roto grinders premium for fantasy draft Plus, you will get access to any cool promos that we run with Fantasy Draft. We did have a morning grind free roll last week. And, um, you know, congratulations to the three people that finished first, second, and third. Zorn Ski, um, CJ's Revenge, and Emco. Um, congratulations to you guys. Um, make sure you... Send me a message over there on the Roto Grinders website or Discord, and um, we'll get you guys taken care of for a Roto Grinders t shirt. Working with Fantasy Draft to do something again for this weekend's NFL slate. So stay tuned. I'll talk about that as the week goes along. So congratulations to you guys taking it down over there, and um, we'll, we'll talk about the winning lineup in the free roll. The winning lineup in the Hooters and uh, main event, and we'll kind of review my cash lineup. I think that um, that's always fun. So we'll review those, but we're going to get started here breaking down these showdown slates um, for baseball and basketball, or baseball and football tonight. Um, we'll start with football. Monday Night Football, we got the Packers and the Lions. This should be a really good football game. Two teams that have actually uh, started really solid. So let's start with the Lions side of things here. You know, when we're looking at showdown slates, 
You know, the three key pieces of this lineup, um, Stafford, Galladay, and Johnson, they're all kind of priced appropriately, appropriately here. Um, you know, even Marvin Jones is kind of cheaper. Hawkinson is pretty cheap here. Um, we don't know if Danny Amendola is going to play not. That's We're going to have to wait and see um, on that one. So, um, you know, Stafford is a guy that is interesting here if they're pay, playing from behind. They're coming off of a bye week. So, bye week plus Monday night football game is a good spot for them. So, you know, you look at it overall. It, it's not a bad spot for Stafford. His projection is pretty solid here. I like on Johnson a bunch here. We've been attacking Green Bay with running backs all season. He had 20 rushing attempts in week three and then 26 rushing attempts in week um, four right before the break. They're really just not playing any other running back either. Volume-wise, his volume's there. The snaps are there. You know, Ty Johnson's getting a little bit of work, uh, but it's mostly in the passing game. And, you know, it's still not enough in my opinion. So I think that um, Johnson's certainly somebody you could potentially play in the captain spot here. Um, I think he'll be a pretty popular captain too. But I'm perfectly okay with that um, if we're just looking for volume and, um, you know, wanting to take advantage of scoring the most points you possibly can at running or at the captain spot. Um, he's certainly somebody that can get that job done. So, uh, as far as the wide receivers go here, Kenny Galladay, um, uh, always a guy that I like, you know, he's a guy that has massive amount of upside. Definitely like him in this spot. He's another guy that you could potentially play in your captain spot. Um, you know, we look at his target share. It's 20, almost 27%. Um, he's, he's obviously the number one here. Marvin Jones is really the only other guy um, unless Danny Amendola ends up playing that I have interest in here in the wide receiver spots. I don't think I'd take a shot on Marvin Hall or any of these guys. Um, you know, Marvin Hall is really, really cheap. Tom Kennedy is really, really cheap. Um, but you know, Marvin Hall would be the guy if you're going to take a shot on any of these guys. He had three targets um, against Kansas City, and he's only 1,200. So if Amendola doesn't play, maybe you could take a shot there. And then I don't mind Hawkinson. He's not getting that massive amount of volume that we kind of expected. His target share over the last few weeks is way down compared to week one. So Still playing around 70% of the snaps, still running routes on about 54% um, of his snaps. So it's decent amounts. The only problem that I have is like Jesse James has quietly um, started to play more snaps and Logan, Tom, Logan, Tom, Logan Thomas um, as well. So he, he's coming off of a game where he had some targets. So, um, you know, I think that – I think Hawkinson's okay. But um, Kenny Galladay is really the guy that I want in this passing game. So, um, on the Packers side of things, obviously, you know, Adams is out. That um, means 
Scantling is very interesting here um, in this matchup, you know, and Jamal Williams is supposed to play in this game. So that kind of hurts Aaron Jones. Some still good matchup for Aaron Jones. Detroit is allowing the fourth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. So um, obviously Aaron Rodgers is very, very good. Um, and he's, he's a strong play here. I certainly like him. You know, he's just a guy that is going to throw the ball deep. He's going to get plenty of air yards. He's going to get plenty of a passing attempt. So depending on game script, he's very much in play. Um, so I, I really like Aaron Rodgers. I really like Aaron Jones. Like I said, this team allowing a lot of fantasy points. And I think Jamal Williams potentially being back here, I think people might get a little scared off Aaron Jones, but he's still a guy that has upside even with Jamal Williams. It's limited. It's not as much um, upside with Jamal Williams back there. You know, so Jamal Williams is a guy that is going to get probably five to ten, potentially 12 touches in this game. So – you know, that that hurts the upside um, when it comes to Aaron Jones for sure. Um, Scantling, like I said, I really like him. You know, he's he didn't get as much target share as I was kind of expecting, and I think a lot of people were expecting last game with Adams out. And Geronimo Allison actually got a lot. Um, Allison got a lot of the target share last time out, but you look at this matchup. Allison has a really tough matchup in the slot. Justin Coleman, a good slot corner. Um, one of, one of the highest rated corners on pro football focus. So uh, it's a tough matchup for Geronimo. I think he's still going to get plenty of targets here, but I like Scantling a lot. Um, I played Jimmy Graham a lot. Um, against Dallas that did not work out I will go back to the well here on this one game slate I think that you know he's certainly somebody we're looking at here so really like Scantling I like Jimmy Graham I don't mind Geronimo um for the showdown slate when we're looking at this one game slate I, I do think that Jamal Williams is interesting as far as just taking a shot in tournaments here like I said I, I he's probably going to get 10 touches even if he gets like eight touches in this game, he's 5,200. If he scores a touchdown, um, you know, that would be big for him. I think you could potentially take a shot, you know, if you're playing a bunch of teams. If you're playing a bunch of teams and you're looking for cheaper plays, I think, you know, Mercedes Lewis is another guy you could potentially take a shot on here. Um, he's going to play. Tanyan is out. Um, so Lewis is going to be the tight end too. So he's a little interesting here. Again, large field tournament plays. Um, he did play almost 50% of the snaps last week and he's played about 42% of the snaps this season. So there's a little potential here for Mercedes Lewis, but he doesn't run a lot of routes. Uh, they use him a lot for blocking, but with Tanya and out, um, it's a little bit more interesting. And then Kumaro is another guy you could potentially take a shot on in large field tournaments. Um, Going to be working on the outside too. So, again, Allison, tough matchup in the slots. Um, maybe Kumaro or Scantling scores a touchdown. 
you know, at these prices, that's all you're kind of hoping for on showdown slates. So don't mind taking a shot on those guys. Um, that's kind of it. I don't mind the kickers. I don't really love the defenses in this game, but defenses have definitely been um, doing very well when it comes to these showdown slates. So I don't hate that idea either, but I like, I don't mind the kickers. Um, that's kind of it. Let's, let's go over to the baseball game here. We got St. Louis at Washington, um, Steven Strasburg against Flaherty. This should be a really, really solid game. Um, when you're looking at a showdown slate for baseball, obviously the pitchers are what you're liking a lot. Um, anytime that we have showdown slates. So, you know, Steven Strasburg, He's the highest priced player on the slate, as he should be. You know, we know almost a 30% K rate on the season. Facing a team that doesn't strike out a ton, but they do strike out a little bit more against righties. So, um, Steven Strasburg definitely in play here um, as a top-end option. Didn't pitch as well against the Dodgers in his second start against the Dodgers, but he really pitched well in his first game. So. You know, we're looking at five days rest for him now coming into this game. They're up 2-0. Um, going back home, uh, I think this is a great spot to play Steven Strasburg. And then, you know, Jack Flaherty on the other side of this game, he's just been pitching lights out um, in the second half of the season. As much as we cracked on him earlier this year, can't do that anymore. Um, over eight strikeouts now in um six of his last seven starts he he's obviously another guy like you're gonna try to get straws and flarity in there um you know so one of the ways to do that is kind of just play a narrative with your lineup and big t and head chopper talk about this a lot when it comes to football showdown slates. So you're likely going to need one of the relief pitchers from St. Louis or Washington. And it's really just going to be, who do you trust to come in the game? Who do you think is winning the game? Um, who do you want to use? So, you know, I think that. Obviously, you're 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 gonna probably try to get both these pitchers in, so you're gonna have some bats against your pitchers. Um, Yadier Yaddy is cheap. Um, he kind of helps make things work. Doolittle's pitched a lot. Um, you know, for that reason, he's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know, like, who I would go with here. Um, I was trying to find pricing here. So, on the Washington side, I like Daniel Hudson, but I hate the price price point. Um, I wish he was a little cheaper here. Um, 
because he's likely only going to work an inning if he does come in. So just kind of hoping he was a little bit cheaper. And, you know, like even Carlos Martinez, like they price these guys up a little bit here. Um, so it's tougher to it's tougher to play the relief guys. You know, like Dexter Fowler's cheap. Like I said, Molina's cheap. Um, so just kind of looking at it overall, like matchup wise, well, I guess we'll break down the matchups to the batters. Like the Washington side of things, Soto. And Rendon, obviously, the two top hitters here against Flaherty. Um, Flaherty, at worst, gives up a lot more hard contact to lefties. So, like, Soto, very much um, the best the, the best option on the Washington side. Um, you know, Eaton's interesting when it comes to the Washington bats. He's not overly expensive here. So, I don't mind Eaton. Um Trey Turner always has the ability to run if he gets on base, so I don't hate him. But if you're just looking for upside, Soto's the the upside guy here, Rendon. Um, I don't hate like a Zimmerman type of play. Michael Taylor, um, again, you're going to need some cheaper bats. So if you're playing the two pitchers and you're locking those pitcher points up um, – and you're expecting this to be like a three to two, three to one, two to one type of game, which I'm kind of expecting, then, you know, the pitchers are going to be important here. So um, on the, the St. Louis side of things, you know, Strasburg has been good at, to both sides of the plate this season. Um, a lot of soft contact to both sides of the plate. So it's really just, I like the Washington side more in this game i like strasburg more than i like flaherty um with that said though i like both of these guys in the captain spot um as far as the bats for st louis you know ozuna's been hot um the playoffs but he struggled in the first two games um so don't mind ozuna here he's kind of expensive um, Colton Wong's price stands out to me and DeYoung, both of those guys are priced, um, very fair here. Wong should bat second. So I don't mind that. Um, Goldie's not overly expensive. Like I said, Dexter Fowler and Molina are both really cheap. They're going to bat, um, like Fowler's going to bat lead off here on the road. So just at bats alone, Plus price makes Dexter Fowler one of the best plays here. So um you have to consider him. It's just if you're if you're playing one of these pitchers in your captain spot, you you're gonna need to play these cheaper bats um and just kind of hope they do something. So you know, you're gonna be looking at Molina and those guys. So, like, Molina is probably my favorite value play. Just, you know, kind of looking at the slate more and more just because of his price. Um, he's 4K. Like, that price is fantastic. So, um, definitely one of my favorite value plays. 
But yeah, if you're playing the showdown slate, like like I said, I'm I'm doing the best I can to play Strasburg and Flaherty. Probably play Molina. Molina's the same price as like a relief pitcher, and you're not guessing. Like Molina's gonna get, you know, four at bats here. So, you know, your opportunity is you're not guessing to see which relief pitcher comes in. So my favorite relief pitcher is probably Doolittle. I don't love it, but he's definitely worked um a lot so if he works an inning here the you know he has a good probability and he's just not as expensive as those other relief pitchers so all right let's um i said we're going to review some lineups over there on fantasy draft let's get let's do that and then um we'll get out of here let's review the listener league's winning lineup um scored 215.54 really solid lineup Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Chris Carson, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaughlin, um, Austin Hooper, Joe Mixon, Stephen or Stefan Diggs, and New Orleans Saints defense. So, really like Lamar Jackson. My 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 quarterback player pool was very small this week. Um, Mahomes was actually like the guy that I felt like didn't perform the best out of my group, um, but I liked Lamar Jackson. He was a really strong play this weekend. Uh, we talked about him on the podcast. Um, and it couldn't have been better that Cincinnati ran the opening kickback. Um, so, you know, Lamar Jackson, I don't love Mark Ingram this week. I, I get it. I, I get the fact that, you know, Cincy not good against the run, allowing the second most fantasy points to running backs. But they're kind of working in a lot of um, running backs right now. So, you know, like Justice Hill, we saw him. We saw Edwards. Um, so it will be interesting, and we'll talk about it on Thursday a little bit more when we see the final snap counts uh, for the running backs for Baltimore. But, you know, Lamar Jackson does, did it all. And um, Mark Ingram, had he was really, really popular just in, in general um, across the industry. So Chris Carson, Chris Carson's a guy that I got onto on in, on Sunday morning. I, you know, ended up playing him a lot um, this weekend. We know we just kind of saw San Francisco run all over Cleveland. They were on a short week um, with travel. And when they rolled out um, Penny, it was just – like it, it was Chris Carson's spot for me, so um, ended up playing a lot of Carson. He he obviously worked out with a late touchdown, but he was doing really well before that late touchdown. So you know he was a guy that I really liked. DeAndre Hopkins. A lot of us played DeAndre Hopkins. A lot of us were disappointed, and, and like you know you're disappointed by a guy that had nine catches for 55 yards, but yeah, we're disappointed. Like he's a guy that. When is he going to score again? So um, you're probably with me. We're we're along on the ride for DeAndre Hopkins. Let's just keep playing him at this point. But um, he he didn't kill you. He put up 16 and a half. Like we'll talk about it. I played him in cash games. So um, Terry McAllen McLawen. We we talked about him on the podcast on Thursday. Um, I wish I had played more. I trusted him. I didn't trust just the overall spot, but he's a guy that has been absolutely crushing with Keenum at quarterback. You know, he played a ton of snaps 
coming back from injury in week five. So we weren't really worried about injury. And Howard getting ruled out for the Dolphins in that secondary on Sunday morning, like it, it just should have been a spot that we, we jumped on more. He had a big game. He played really well. Very happy that Dolphins threw it, um, threw it away on the two-point conversion lost the game. Austin Hooper at tight end. Um, Austin Hooper was very chalky, as he should have been. I, I think a lot of um, a lot of stats in the beginning of the year are still, you know, tough because it, it's just one of those things. But Arizona against tight ends has been a thing for years now, um, and. It just continues to be a thing. They have allowed the most fantasy points to tight ends. It's not going to change after allowing 28.7 to Hooper. So, big game for Austin Hooper and um, definitely needed him. Joe Mixon in this lineup um, didn't ended up didn't hurting him, but um, you know he still ended up winning the the morning grind league by eight points. Um, having that Diggs McCollin. Hooper Carson combo. Um, but yeah, I didn't love Mixon this week. I thought he was in play. You know, the rush attempts have been solid. Baltimore's defense has not been great this season. So I didn't hate the play in general. I just, you know, he was very low owned in tournaments. He just didn't end up making a ton of my teams. And then Stefan Diggs, it shouldn't have shocked anybody, really. Um, we we talked about it on the podcast. Like Philly's been so good against running backs and they've struggled so much on the outside that it shouldn't have shocked anybody that Thielen scored and Diggs scored. So you know, I, I like the Diggs play there. Saints defense was interesting. Obviously, Minshew, young quarterback. So didn't hate the Saints play there. Minshew's fumbled a lot to start um his career here. So you know the stacks, the fumble potential, potential interceptions, a lot of a lot of stuff there for the Saints defense. Um, and if I remember correctly, they were pretty cheap. So that was the winning team for the morning grind um, game. Let's uh, let's look at the winning team from the Hooters main event and kind of try to reverse engineer it. Um, Let's see, Kirk Cousins team. So, you know, obviously Kirk Cousins, Stefan Diggs, um, build here. Again, Mark Ingram at running back. I kind of already talked about him. Um, Zeke Elliott, who Zeke got there on pure volume. He scored a touchdown late, but he was not having the best game just in general. Um but he he got the volume, and that's why you play a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, just because the volume is always going to be there. So, you know, Zeke ended up being one of the better running back plays on the weekend. Stephon Diggs, again, like it was a Kirk Cousins-Diggs team. And the thing that I find interesting about this team is it's not a game stack. Like, they didn't run it back with Philly. They just played Cousins and Diggs. So, you know, that obviously helped him. McCollin, we we talked about him. Austin Hooper, we talked about him. DeAndre Hopkins, um, we talked about him. 
Robbie Anderson, you know, this is a guy that each and every week when we do the podcast, we always say, like, Robbie Anderson has the big playability. Well, he showed it. Like, he had a big play, scored a long touchdown, and, you know, had four other catches outside of the big touchdown. But at 2% ownership with 26.5 fantasy points, this is what Robbie Anderson does. He was 8,500 on fantasy draft. He was cheap really across the industry. And he just always has this big playability. So he's always a guy that you're potentially looking at in your tournament builds as a difference maker. We'll have to see what type of ownership he gets. Um, But yeah, Robbie Anderson, big, big, big play right here. This guy won by 0.6. So Robbie Anderson being 2% owned obviously was a big difference maker for him. Um, And then his defense was San Francisco, which San Francisco defense was really cheap across the industry. And I just didn't get it. Um, I ended up playing a lot of San Francisco defense this weekend. I was overweight on the field in every tournament this weekend. But, you know, you just look at it and San Francisco defense has been really, really good. You know, we just saw them crush on Monday night. They looked terrible in the first drive of the game. And you're like, all right, the Rams are going to – the Rams are going to show the 49ers up in this game, but that's not what happened. Um, the 49ers defense showed up in the rest of that game. So, you know, they were cheap, they were low owned and, you know, they got the job done. They're, they're going to put pressure on quarterbacks. So, you know, the San Francisco defense, if it's cheap, you just take shots on it. And, you know, obviously they were out without Todd Gurley. So they struggled to get the run game going in general. And um, it certainly hurt the passing game. Um, all right. Well, I said I'll review my cash team over on Fantasy Draft, and we'll do that and then probably get out of here. Um, Kyler Murray, Lev Bell, Malcolm Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Travis Kelsey, Chris Carson, Devontae Freeman, and Minnesota's defense. Um, so Kyler Murray, one of my favorite plays of the weekend, definitely did not disappoint. Um, absolutely love the spot for him against the Falcons. He was at home. His floor just seems so high right now. Um, Only 32 rushing yards, but threw for 340 yards and three passing touchdowns. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, he was kind of disappointing. Let's be honest. If he didn't score a touchdown, it would have been a really bad day for Le'Veon Bell, and he almost didn't score a touchdown. So, you know, I played a lot of Lev Bell this weekend. I, I love the matchup against the Cowboys. Um, I, I thought he was going to be involved in both the passing and the rushing game. So he ended up being involved, but not as much as we thought. Like one catch for three yards. So, like, obviously that's concerning. But Malcolm Brown, Malcolm Brown was not as, as, not as popular um, as I thought he was going to be this weekend. Honestly, in cash games on Fantasy Draft, I was just playing him as a square spot. In like, this is a spot that I've faded a lot this year. You guys listen to the podcast um, for football, and you know that I I hate these spots um, when it comes to chalky running backs. But in cash games, I, I think he was the right play. I know he only scored four points. 
and did a lot of his damage on the first drive of the game and just kind of disappeared. But um, in cash, I would play him again. DeAndre Hopkins, we kind of already talked about DeAndre, but again, he was a really strong cash play if you were going to pay up a wide receiver. You know, Malcolm Brown kind of freed that up. So um, I like Brown. So, or like Brown. So I got Hopkins in there. Larry Fitzgerald, I, I was playing Murray. I don't mind pairing in, in cash games. Um, so I. The thing is, when it comes to cash games for me, is I'm not the traditional cash game build guy. So I like to pick one of my favorite games and get exposure to that game. So, you know, that's how I ended up on Devontae Freeman. I didn't love Freeman coming into the weekend. Um, he was a guy that I was going to be way underweight on. But the more I researched it, the more I liked the spot Sunday morning. So, um, so I ended up playing Murray, Fitz, and Freeman as a mini game stack um, in, in cash this week. Travis Kelsey was the disappointing play. Um, he, he just, again, I, I expected way more from Kelsey with Watkins out. Tyree kill was the guy had plenty of Tyree kill in tournaments, but was really hoping for more from Kelsey in cash games. 9.8 from your expensive tight end when Austin Hooper's chalk is, is really tough to, to swallow. Um, didn't end up burning me, ended up cashing still because of Freeman's late touchdown. Chris Carson, I talked about this spot for him, really liked this spot. And then I played the Minnesota defense just because they were cheap. You know, you were getting a defense that was at home um, for 5,600. Almost played the 49ers, but you know, when I ended up playing Freeman, I was able to kind of upgrade to the Vikings defense. They, they scored around um, the same amount of points. So didn't burn me. Defense, not as position that like I'm overly concerned with in, in cash. So as long as those defenses don't go off, you're usually fine. So um, hopefully that was helpful. As always, um, appreciate you guys listening. You know, we got basketball coming up soon. Next week, we'll be back into full gear of having a sport every single day and talking about it. But uh, these these off weeks, um, just like kind of, you know, breaking stuff down, giving you guys a different perspective. And um, maybe we'll talk some hockey or something tomorrow. But that's going to wrap it up here for Monday. Hope everyone has an awesome Monday. Um, enjoy the Monday Night Football game. Enjoy the baseball game. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow talking some more sports. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.